what I've noticed over many, many, many years in business and pretty much my whole inner circle and my whole friendship circle really is business owners is that the business owners that invest consistently are the ones who achieve better results, whatever those metrics are, than the people that see things as costs. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. It is Thursday, which means I am joined today by my co-host, Tim. How are you going, Tim? I'm doing well. This is my best day of the week, as always. I love it. I love it. I I did see that you wrote that on one of my posts because this week, of course, has been International Podcast Day. Absolutely. Which was great. Now, the cool thing, of course, about, you know, one of the things I really really like about it, I didn't actually say it in that post, is that doing, I guess, podcasts like this one, um, you actually really get the opportunity to just learn from each other, don't we? Yes, we just, so we've just hit record, obviously, as you all know, because you're listening to us. But... (laughs) Tim and I had a really great chat for about 15 minutes unpacking this. So for us, we've had a great learning from each other. And I think there's something really fantastic in being able to unpack something so that you can see the minute details. So we're we're the lucky ones here. Absolutely. Of course, our topic for today is actually deciding on something, whether whether something is a cost versus investment. Okay, And we've decided that spending that 15 minutes prior to every podcast, and sometimes it's a bit longer, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, quite often it's a bit longer, but we did do it. We're both under the pump this week, so 15 minutes was it. That's right. It's definitely an investment of our time. And I think that it's important. And whenever we come into business, we're always faced with these choices that we are going to do. And whether we view those as a cost or an investment in our business is something that we, we should really think about, isn't it? Because every time something goes out, right, it's do I bring a staff member on? Do I build a new website? Do I hire a business coach to implement automation? Or do I travel to that conference? Or do I invest in that course? Mm. You know, these things are all, all choices and, and challenges that we as business owners face you know, like every week, if not every day, don't we? Absolutely. And I'm going to put it out there that what I've noticed over many, many, many years in business and pretty much my whole inner circle and my whole friendship circle really is business owners, is that the business owners that invest consistently are the ones who achieve better results, whatever those metrics are, than the people that see things as costs. Because that, to me, that's a real scarcity mindset of I can't afford to pay that out without putting any thought into could this be an investment? Because sure, there are some things that are going to be costs and sometimes we do want to spend those and sometimes we don't. But the first thing we need to think is, is this an investment and will this give me a return on the money outlaid back into my business? Yeah, 
But there's another currency we play with as well, isn't there? There is. There's two currencies. <laughs> and this is really important to think about because at different times in our business, we can spend this currency in different ways. The first yep. is the currency of money, which we all know. And at the beginning of a business journey or in a startup journey, we might not have money. So we need to spend a different currency, which is time. And later on in the business journey, when we don't have much time, we might prefer to spend money. So it's really important to understand the use of both. That's right. And I think, you know, this is the challenge and this constant sort of balancing act between, you know, as our business grows about what we invest into and what's the cost. And I think even if you start to look at how you spend the resources available to your business, it's very much the way that your customers are coming at the things that you offer as well. You know, mm. Whether they're viewing the thing that you do for them as a cost or as an investment that helps them, I guess, that kind of do that outcome. And we, look, it, it happens with everything. It doesn't matter what you sell, what, what it is that you do or what it is that you're buying, you know, we're going to come at it with a, either an investment or, or a cost to our business. And I think, you know, we probably need to go down into what is those two things. Right? So cost to me are things that have very short-term benefit. Whereas an investment is something that, you know, either improves my skills or gives me long-term benefit to my business and fits into my biggest strategy. But I'd love to know your thoughts on that, Sam. Which, which, how do you view each or is everything yeah. you do a, an investment? You and I have talked about this. So we're kind of looking at each other like we know sort of what we're about <laughs> to say. But this was a really cool conversation that we had in that what I tried to do as we were unpacking this episode was think about how do I know what is a cost and what is an investment. And what I found really intriguing is I couldn't come up with a definitive answer because even though I do do my research, I don't go into it blindly, I do do research, it's actually my intuition that chooses what I spend my money on. I get a feeling in my gut, does this person or does you know this outcome that someone's telling me I can get, do I feel that this works in with the outcome that I'm trying to achieve or do I just feel like this is a bright, shiny object that I don't really need to pay attention to right now? But, I would, yeah, I'd love to hear your take on this, Tim. Look, pretty much the same. I think, and this is where it's really important as business owners, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, Sam, in doing that sort of 30, 60, 90-day, 12-month, three-year, five-year sort of business plans to know where I'm going to go. And if you sort of, I think if you view things in isolation, everything comes out as a cost. Everything's a cost. If you view it in isolation on your bigger strategy and your bigger, you know, life and or business goals. But if we start to look at what is the outcome, as it was we talked about, right? What's the outcome I want? Where does this fit in my strategy? Then we can start to go, hey, this thing is going to be help me get the stepping stone. Then at that point, the cost doesn't matter. So mm. if you know, for example, and just yesterday I we were talking, Sam, about doing a Facebook Live and I commented that I wanted to, you know, potentially look at a Zoom webinar. Okay, now forty dollars yes. a month US, about not hugely expensive, but still an outlay of my business. And if I was looking at that as a once-off and said, I'm only going to use this thing once in the next 12 months, it'd probably be a cost, right? Because mm-hmm. the benefit of that thing is not there. But if I'm now looking at saying, I'm bringing together a support program for my clients, I want to do a regular weekly interview into Facebook. And when I get access to LinkedIn Live, into LinkedIn as well, I want to know I want to run group programs eventually. Now that $40 a month expense now fits into a bigger strategy mm. where the return on investment and the return on potentially effort as well is going to make that a significantly lower cost relative to the amount of use I'm going to get for it. 
I think that is articulated beautifully and can I just add that when we were talking about that investment in Zoom, one of the other things I said to you is, are you holding back from running webinars? Is this a cost that will actually sort of give you the impetus you need or a bit of a push or a bit of the golden boot, however you want to say it, to actually do the things that you need to be doing to be teaching those people. So there's many different ways to look at this because Zoom in this context is an investment in money, but also it's investing your time wisely. So it actually kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, I think when we look at this, one of the other things that I will always look at an investment for is anything that is a skill that transcends my current point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, we were talking off air about a course that I invested at, at a conference years ago. It's the only time I've ever bought something where you rush to the back of the room and buy the <laughs> thing, right? And it cost me, and it cost me a thousand dollars, which was a lot of money at the time. And it was on referral mastery, uh-huh. kind of the opportunity to work with one of the world's leading referral coaches based in the US. And I got a couple of calls with him over the course of twelve months and access to his program, which was really good. And I looked at that and said, look, if I only get one referral. Mm-hmm you know, in the rest of my life, okay? And as you well know, Sam, a lot of my business comes from by referral. Yes. But if I only get one referral and this moves the needle by 1%, right? that's going to A, pay off the course and everything I learned. And am I likely to use that skill again? I should way? hope so. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Right? And I now teach some of those techniques to my clients as well, as I, know, as I know you do, right? So the investment that you have in your learning positions, you as an expert, but also helps you then bring in more business. And I think we need to look at that both as time and resources. And I think, you know, we were just talking again about another colleague of ours who ran a course recently, and it was very reasonably priced, I thought, at, at 25 bucks. And I was surprised that there weren't more people taking up that opportunity to move that needle in a skill that I thought would transcend, you know, if you're going to be in business, it's just the thing you're going to do for the rest of your life in in sales. And I think everyone was looking at that and saying, oh, but it's a three-hour workshop and it's 25 bucks. That's a cost. Yes. Not thinking here is a skill that I'm going to learn that is going to move that needle just that little bit or a lot in some cases, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and will pay off over and over and over and over again. And I think that's where we need to look at whether, you know, when we look at expenses in our business and what we invest our, um, our time and resources in and, and money in, you know, how much benefit am I going to get? You know, what's my return on investment? What's my return on effort? Absolutely. I was on a phone call with someone this morning that uses a CRM, which I'm not going to name, but it is not Infusionsoft, Keep or Entreport, which are our favourites. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd set up an automation at my end so that I had registrants from a webinar go straight in. They were tagged. They could be emailed. They could be separated depending on <clears throat> what their actions were. They could be taken straight to sales forms, have automated forms, automated subscriptions. It had all been set up. And he was sitting there without wanting to pay for, for a tool to do this and was unable to to do what needed to be done and he was worried about emailing a list where he was you know potentially emailing the wrong people which will make them unsubscribe and can't even get them to the webinar let alone all of the rest of us and I'm just like seriously for the cost of I'm using that that very loosely for the cost of a monthly subscription for a CRM that I can potentially send someone through that whole funnel and make a sale in one day that to me is just a no-brainer yeah and this is where I think we come back to it. I, you know, we look at, and I certainly think there's things that are too expensive 
right? The return mm-hmm. on investment, we get that gut feel to say it's not, it's too expensive, you know, and some things are too cheap. And, and certainly when we start out, as you mentioned, you know, we'll get the, you know, the, the neighbor's nephew, you know, who's at university to build that <laughs> website. And yes, it's, it's not very expensive. Mm-hmm. But we also look at what the opportunity cost of that is. If they build a great website, fantastic, mm-hmm. right? You can get a really great outcome at a very cheap price, fantastic. But what is the opportunity cost of not getting a professional to do it? So this is where it's really important to do the research because, and this is what I want to really drive home as well, that cost doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get an ROI or return on your investment. You could have a coach that charges next to nothing who is absolutely amazing and you could have a coach that charges a lot of money and doesn't get results. The, the, The actual monetary cost doesn't guarantee the results that you're likely to get. So you can't just decide on cost alone. Exactly like you said, I know the person you're talking about that's running the workshop for $25 and I would have been there in a heartbeat (laughs) because I know the value that that person delivers in a room. But I may not decide for someone that, you know, is delivering content that's not worthwhile to me that $25 plus three hours of my time is way too much. So it really is something that you need to research as well as tap into intuition. You still need to do a little bit of research to figure out whether it's the right fit for you, your business and the outcomes that you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. There is a too much, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you've got to go, I've still got to have runway <laughs> right? yes. to be able to take money out and put food on the table and, and those sorts of things. So don't overcommit. Yes. No, but, you know, for me, the opportunity, if I got the opportunity to work with, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, one-on-one for a day would yes. probably be worth the investment if I had that much money. So we do have to sort of temper it to say, you know, how quickly will I get a return on effort or investment? And something to think, I guess, to think about as we sort of price and package our products and, and programs as well. But we do have to kind of keep that in mind about, you know, where is this, where does this thing, either it be a, a service or a, a program or something we're going to implement in a business, or something more esoteric like a skill or a, a strategy or a, you know confidence is, mm-hmm, is another mm-hmm. thing that we can learn from people is worth worth it and how does that fit into our longer term strategy? Mm-hmm. Am I going to use this skill or product regularly? Yes, if I am. Great. That's going to you know make it more of an investment than a cost. If it's something I'm not going to use very often or it's a kind of one time thing. You know, it's going to sort of go towards more of the cost scale. I'm really kind of, I guess, talking, you know, how does this fit in, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, 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 it's different ends of the same, same assessment, really, isn't it? Yes. And I'm going to go back to that outcome again because the outcome could be – sometimes you need to think a little bit about outside of the box – So a lot of times over my business life, I've invested in programs where there is a a component where I'm in the room with other people. That to me has a huge ROI or a huge return on investment because I think that you almost can't put a money cost in being around the right people. A, to have yourself thinking a certain way. B, because of the people that they know and having the ability to tap into networks that you wouldn't normally have access to. To me, I've always spent money in those places. Yeah. Well, this is where you come down. You know, I think where you think big, you know, events and and programs and stuff, this is where I would always encourage people to kind of spend money on the VIP tickets. Yes. Rather than the cheaper, you know, backseat tickets. And yes, the cheaper backseat tickets, you're there. 
and you're kind of getting the experience, but you're not again immersing yourself in the experience, right? And yeah. you're not surrounding yourself for people who are prepared to kind of go that extra yard, right? And, and that's where some of the real value is. Yes. Things. I'm so glad you brought that up. <clears throat> I'm always by the platinum ticket, the VIP ticket, whatever it is. And for exactly that reason, it is surrounding yourself by the right people. And I don't think you can put a monetary value on that. Yeah. Well, that's where it comes back to that return on effort, return on investment. Absolutely. You know, suddenly it gives you access to these other things you otherwise didn't have. If yes. I had my time over again, I would never have built my own website. Aha. Right? <laughs> because A, it took me longer yes. to do. B, I know I didn't convert leads that sort of came into the site as a result uh-huh. of me not getting it right the first time. Uh-huh. And I know that if I had one client convert in that first six months or 12 months from my website, that I would have paid for the entire cost of actually having someone else do it for me. Yes. Well, I think this really is a decision that you need to make when you're very honestly figuring out what your zone of genius is. Because I've outsourced varying parts of my marketing over the years and I've always felt that the ROI that I get is not as good as when I do certain parts myself. You really have to be honest with yourself. So you would never outsource your automations because that's your zone of genius. We both know that that is something that I outsource <laughs> because I don't, oh, oh, I, could, I could do it if I really had to, but I don't want to. I don't think that I would get the results that someone else who, who you know, works in that field in automations could get for me. Just because someone spends money somewhere doesn't mean that is right for you. You need to know the how much money you've got how much time you've got, how much you're willing to spend of each, depending on where you are in your business journey. And you need to have a look at what is your zone of genius and be very honest with yourself. And over and above that, you must, must, must know what the outcomes are that you're trying to achieve in your business. Let's look at some specific examples before we wrap up today. What is something that you would see as a typical business expense Mm -hmm. as an investment over a cost? I think. Lead generation is one. You and I had a conversation yesterday about a client of yours that we won't name that's just started to do some Facebook ads, spending, you know, an ad spend of $50 a day, a product that was $1,000 and has already got seven leads in over the course of 48 hours. That to me is an investment. Most people would think, oh, $50 a day, I can't afford that. But they're not seeing the big picture of I'm paying this out to make sure that I'm getting that money back in. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I a, that's a really good one because we had a conversation and said how much you're prepared to get to spend to get this yes. client. And yes. if it's over that, we'll reevaluate. Yes. <laughs> right? If it's under that, absolutely. Right? I mean, so that- there's all, and there's always different ways to look at it. There's a lot of, if it's your first marketing campaign, chances are, you know, it's not going to run as smoothly as you'd like it to. Like there's so many different ways to look at it. Yeah. However, I think lead generation is something that you do need to look at as an investment. Yeah. Well, that, that's, a, that's a really good example. Okay. And I've invested money to learn the skill to how to do it. Right? And it's not yes. generally a, that's not generally a service that I offer to my clients, but in this case, he just said, like, I can't work it out. Can you, can you fix this for me? And I'm like, yes, you're a good client of mine. Let me, let me just sort that out for you. But that's an example of, of where in order to be able to be able to deliver that to my client, I've invested in learning the skills of how to then run Facebook ads, not just dollars to you know buy courses on how to run Facebook ads, but also time in talking to experts yes. about 
how they do what they do. Yes. Right? That's now paying off for me, right? So that's a, for me being having those skills across, you know, digital marketing in terms of how to, how all these things fit together is actually really critical in terms of my bigger strategy, right? Because I've got to know how a funnel works, how you get traffic, how you then capture it and convert it and keep it and nurture it and turn it into customers and then turn those customers into raving fans. In the same way that, you know, I've invested money with business coaches before. And I and I think in a business, having a business coach that you can use as a sounding board because we know that little monkey on our shoulder says, hey, you know, you're a fraud, you can't really do this. Yes. <laughs> right? But having a business coach that not only point you in the right direction at times, help you structure it, be that sounding board, give you the confidence that you need to do what you need to do, that's definitely an investment of return that doesn't necessarily have a direct dollar return to it, but is a skill that you can take from this business to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. Yes. Sometimes it could be that short-term win though. Let me give you an example. I was on the phone to my coach yesterday trying to get clarity on some particular copy for my website. Now, I'm really good at helping other people do this, but I find it a real challenge to do it for myself. And most of most of us do. He was helping me get really, really clear on that. Now, that's not going to be something that pays off necessarily in another business or maybe not even 10 years, but it will give me a quick win when I can very easily and clearly articulate what it is that I'm trying to say so that people understand it. So you do really need to know, again, it comes back to you need to know what the outcome is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. So let's quickly recap today's. Okay, obviously, if you want, everyone has expenses in their business and it's important to sort of start thinking about whether these are short-term things or something that's going to pay off long-term. How does it fit into your strategy? Mm-hmm. And the bigger picture of either skills development for you that you can take forward into this business, the next business, or even in the rest of your life in other areas. Change your mindset. Don't necessarily look at things as a cost. Look at what the return on effort or return on investment is going to be. And of course, ultimately, it's going to come down to your intuition about whether this thing you're going to learn or implement is going to give you, you know, give you that return longer term. Absolutely. And as well as your intuition, you do need to do your research. So those two do play hand in hand. Absolutely. So what have we got coming up next week, Tim? I think we've got a really cool episode next week because I know this is one that, you know, actually suggested today's, you know, on today's episode when someone said to me, you know, how do do businesses afford zero? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) how How do you not? We thought we'd sort of drill into what's in our technology stack. Right? Yes. And and what do we use in our business to kind of make it run as apparently seamlessly as it does? Oh, I wish, I wish my business ran seamlessly. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing. However, there are certain tools that we use in our business to have it running as seamless as possible. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to join that next week and it'll be interesting just to compare notes on that one. I think, Sam, what you use and what I use. Yeah, because I'm guessing they're going to be quite similar, but they're and it's, it's also interesting how often we have conversations and we do do things slightly differently. So looking forward to learning what you use in your business and I'll be sharing what I use behind the scenes in my business. Absolutely. Cool. Looking oh. forward to the next episode. Thanks for joining Absolutely. us today, guys. Um, of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget, us to, don't forget 
to give us a like, a share, a rate on on iTunes, um, kick it out to someone you know that could find value in this conversation and the conversations we have across all of our Thursday episodes. And, and there's something I haven't even told you, Tim, and it's <clears> just occurred <throat> to me. Ooh, exciting. Guys, if you haven't subscribed to this episode, please subscribe. I know that in the last week that a few of you have, and I want to do a massive shout-out to everyone who has subscribed to our channel, but because of you, we are finally in the top 100 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so please subscribe to the show on whatever platform that you listen because it does bring us up in the rankings and again thank you thank you thank you to everyone who has subscribed and helped us to get under oh, i think we're at set i think this morning we we're sitting at number 96 and i was very excited oh yes that's awesome yes. that's awesome all right celebration time <laughs> all right thanks guys thanks for listening thanks tim catch you next week Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Business Lab.